when I turned my computer on today, I I learn from past mistakes, so I always try to do a little better okay. every single time. That's that's good. That's a good sign of growth there, Drew. Exactly. So I did the, you know, good, normal thing of making sure everything was set up last night before this morning. But I uh, opened my computer in the morning, and it did give me that little pop-up in the upper right corner saying, you know, updates need to be applied. Uh, <laughs> remind me tomorrow or install tonight or whatever. And I had like a, a, a second of panic of, oh, God. <laughs> I hope that it doesn't do anything or I don't click the wrong button. Here we go again. I forgot that that's one of my least favorite parts of the Mac is not only the update process, but that little thing as well, because there is no no button. Didn't there used to be a no button? Like a cancel button? Yeah, there's no cancel button. And I feel like there was years and years ago. That's probably like even dating my knowledge of the Mac and when I was actually happy with it. I'm trying to remember because I don't really get these messages ever. And I'm trying to remember, maybe I've turned off, I think I turned off notifications from the Mac App Store Mm. or something along those lines because I don't get those and I never launch the Mac App Store. Maybe this is me being a bad person uh, when it comes to maybe like security updates and such, but I I don't get those uh, and I never have to tell it to remind me at a different time or to do it tonight. Like I just don't get those and i'm not really sure why you are lucky maybe i'm gonna figure out how to do that yeah i I don't know i don't know what you're doing that i'm not doing (laughs) now i'm curious i've i've written a little note to myself to figure that out so that i never see these again because they annoy me greatly you have a macbook just like me because we've talked about that before you don't have some crazy imac right or three screen setup I, i take it that you don't like leave your laptop on all the time do you you probably close it and open it with regularity yes it's not like an always on computer is it no well it, as far as like shutting it down entirely uh, I, i'm pretty bad about that like i i tell people this is a thing you need to do and then i never do it yeah yeah so i'm i'm pretty terrible in that way but i i do close it and put it into what do they call it hibernate sleep mode whatever that is when you just automatically close the or when you close the screen that i do very often and multiple times a day but as far as a full shutdown uh i would say a shutdown itself i rarely do a restart i'll do maybe once every 3 weeks or so but no i'm not i'm not a good computer owner in that way i have imagined that if i kept my computer on at all times which has its own set of problems obviously some of the things that i dislike about the mac would be solved because i just don't like the opening process of me receiving the 50 text messages that i have received since the time I opened my laptop last and the booting on of the Wi-Fi and the little pop-ups all appearing and it it all bothers me. I I think I, to keep my Mac experience going well, I probably just need to figure out a way to remove all of those notifications that dump in as soon as you turn your computer on because it's one of the things that repels me from it the most. Yeah, that's interesting because I don't ever deal with any of that. (laughs) So Mm. this is not a thing I'm familiar with. So I don't, I guess I didn't really think about if you haven't opened it in, say, a month or multiple weeks or even a handful of days, like it would still have a lot of catch up it needs to do to to get you back into the current yeah. uh, frame of your life in the digital realm. But I mine's on all the time. I, I guess I don't ever see that. Yeah, and that's definitely a problem for me is because my computer is not on all the time and I sometimes go many days between using it sometimes from recording to recording. 
that's uh, that's a weird thing. And, you know, I, and I still have to use it for some other stuff. The two main things that I've been working on my Mac with lately have been like making Squarespace websites because iOS support for editing the back end of Squarespace stuff is lacking and uh, editing videos because even though there's some really full featured video editing apps on the iPad, I just am not really familiar with them yet. So I haven't taken the time to use them and dumping an entire uh, archive of raw video footage on my iPad sounds kind of scary. So I still do that on my Mac and then just go ahead and edit where all that footage lives. In the occasions when I am using my Mac a lot more, I find myself frustrated a lot more. And I think that in the last few recent days, I have started realizing I just need to figure out all the little things that are making me frustrated and get rid of them. Because it's not the core experience that makes me mad. It's these little weird things that I have always said, I'll I'll fix that at a later time. And then I don't, you know, I close my laptop and then I open it up again and all those problems are still there. I think I'm pretty bad about that when it comes to my technology. This is also why, you know, my desktop is always full of a bunch of files. Are you still doing that? Of course I am. Of course I am. (laughs) Yes, it's it's crazy in there. I just closed every window so I could see it. It's halfway full right now (laughs) of screenshots. And let's see. I don't want to see it. No, well, don't don't worry. Don't worry. I won't show it to you, but I'm going to look. The first (laughs) screenshot is from... April 25th. So, you know, this hasn't been <laughs> a week. This is the, it, it hasn't taken me that long for the, the clutter to to sustain itself. Yeah, absolutely. And even this, you know, it, it is unpleasant to look at all of these terrible, terrible thumbnails sitting on my desktop. So I should probably figure out all of the things that would make this experience better. I've been wanting to do that on my iPhone too lately. What are the little things that I that I don't like about this experience. Let's go ahead and try to solve that. But sometimes it's hard because, you know, with devices that you use every day, all day, or with a lot of consistency, I think that you just start to forget that those things are causing problems or making you a little frustrated and uh, you just kind of brush right past them. But that's probably not the best answer. Do you ever write these things down in any way? Well, I just did. Okay. Right now. The <laughs> <laughs> turn off app store notifications. There you go. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to work on that one. I have been trying to keep a little list of the things that bother me and then figuring out how to how to rectify them. And, and again, you know, these aren't massive things like nothing show stopping, but just little nuisances. And I, I think that's the thing is I have a tendency to spend a lot of time fixing things that are big problems and little time fixing things that are little problems. But then I have 10 little problems that I have let build up that actually are a big problem. So that's probably not the best way of working on that kind of stuff. And I'm, I think I'm coming to that realization the more that I open my Mac and I feel frustrated. And sometimes when I open my Mac and it actually stops me from working. Yeah. <laughs> like a certain recording of ours. <laughs> I'm probably two or three weeks out of practice on this at the moment. So I might be a little bit heretical whenever I, I say this, but something I've, I've done with quite a bit of frequency, save lately, is I, I write down things within my systems that bug me. And on Friday afternoons, it's kind of my systems enhancement time. And mm. I, I just take two or three hours and go fix a whole bunch of stuff that are driving me nuts. And, you know, that time frame is one that has led to a lot of articles and scripts and, and the like over time. And I haven't been real good about sharing those lately because it seems like a lot of them are analog and they change so much and they're so informal that it's tough to share them like oh i had this brainstorming session and i did it this way 
Well, two days later, I do something similar and I did it completely different. So it doesn't really help to share that. But that whole time frame of that two to three hours that I'm taking on a Friday afternoon, I'll set up drafts actions during that time or write a script that helps helps me do some things on my Mac or set up a, a discourse instance for my own personal use. Like those types of things are what I'm doing during that time frame. And I found that two to three hours to be very helpful in streamlining and making me more efficient in areas throughout the rest of my week. So I, I always highly recommend that someone does this sort of thing. But at the same time, I can set my own schedule and work for myself. So I'm able to say this is a helpful thing and I need to do this. And I think you're in the same position. You could probably justify this really easy. But I think it's hard for most people to say, I'm going to take three hours every Friday and just work on my systems. Like, well, that might be a little bit extreme for most, but I will say this, it's it's a lot of fun. <laughs> it's funny how you can have a, a life change and then keep saying, this is new to me, this is new to me, and then realize that the thing that is new to you is now years old, which is how freelancing is for me. Um, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm almost two years into freelancing, so I cannot really say, this is new to me anymore. I've been doing it for a minute. Yep. But at the same time, after eight years or seven years or however long it had been of working in the same place and having the same kinds of systems, these year-and-a-half-old systems still feel pretty dodgy and not quite up to snuff as the eight-year-long system that I had created before. And even as you said that, I used to keep a rigorous OmniFocus list for my work. And one of the things that I loved doing was using that review feature that OmniFocus has. Yep. You know what I'm talking about. I do. And in case anyone doesn't know, there's basically this incredible feature that OmniFocus has where you can click this it, I, I forgot how it was set up. It's not really a button. It's what they call a perspective. Like it's a way of viewing your projects and it, it's its own UI for sure. Yeah. You go into this perspective and you basically get taken through the entirety of your task list. And it was so helpful to take a look and take that huge perspective and that like the macro and the micro perspective all at once. And often at that time, I would find myself working at the things that hadn't got accomplished or figuring out the parts of my process that weren't quite working right. And I've never really done that as a freelancer. I haven't really done that in the last year or so. And that's probably bad. I should probably figure out a way to do that again. Because as you're saying that you have this time in the week, I'm thinking, man, I, I haven't had that time in the month. I think a lot of the times I just keep pushing forward and trying to figure things out. And sort of doing some some triage, you know, uh oh, this thing isn't working better focus on that right now, even though I have other stuff to do. And um, actually having a dedicated space for the things that aren't working right, or, you know, writing down the list of all the little things that I would like to fix, and then actually giving that a dedicated time would probably be a good idea to keep everything flowing smoothly and make sure that nothing ever stops me in my tracks. Because there has been a few showstoppers where something dumb happens and that ends up ruining a day. And that, that definitely shouldn't be that way. My web development business, I just segmented off a piece of it so that technically it's, uh, you know, on paper, it's two businesses instead of one now. And the second is <laughs> growing quickly on me, which means I've got the whole growing pains of having subcontractors that I do work with. And I've got five people that I'm you know, interacting with on a daily basis, which means 
tons and tons of systems need built from scratch to help us all communicate and stay in sync and make sure that I'm leading them correctly. And whenever I made that decision, you could imagine the vast influx of ideas and things that I've got to work through. Like, okay, well, now how do I handle invoicing and how do I handle you know, team communication and how do I make sure that people have the specs they need to build things and who do I have doing the design on those projects and how do I manage the client relationship? Like all of those pieces, like I, I'm familiar with a lot of those because I've been doing this for a while, but throwing in subcontractors to do that is massive. And when I start thinking about all the scenarios and all the situations that I've got to to work through and make decisions on, it, it's a lot. <laughs> yeah, and right. this particular time uh, on a Friday afternoon, whenever I would do this, whenever I made the decision to to segment this off and bring some people in, I, I ended up having like a one hour session, and I think it was a Tuesday afternoon where I just I just started writing. I just took a, a note book and started writing all the things that I needed to make decisions on and build for this whole thing to work out and had close to two and a half pages of things that needed done just to do the business management side of it that had nothing to do with the actual client projects themselves. (laughs) So it was a lot. And I ended up needing a Thursday afternoon and an all day Friday to build all of it. And that, you know, setting aside the that day and a half to to do that uh, meant that the following week, which was last week, was able to run a lot more smooth. And then I ended up needing to take, you know, I think it was four hours on a Friday, this past Friday afternoon to continue refining those systems because you're never going to get it right the first time. But some of the the key ones are, you know, I'm building a new website for it, which means that I have a way to do invoicing for my clients in a more streamlined way. And that piece by itself needs to be top notch. Like this is one of the more important areas of any freelance business is how do you invoice people and get money from them so that you can continue doing business. Otherwise bad things will happen and you will not have a business anymore. Uh, as any freelancer knows, <laughs> I've learned that I've learned that. So invoicing is important. And I, I wanted to make sure that this experience is very smooth and as painless as possible. So I, I spent a good amount of time just working through making sure the APIs are sending information to and from the right places in the right way and making sure that if I send an estimate to somebody, they can approve it and then pay the first invoice for it immediately without needing to interact with me. Like those pieces are things that are important to me. And those automation services and and processes, they have to be top notch. Now, I say all this just simply because taking regular time to review these systems is incredibly important, especially when you're do like you're kicking off a really big, in this case, a business or uh, a new venture, like you're going to have a lot that you need to work through and trying to make sure that you've got all of the details ironed out isn't going to be simple and you're going to have to set aside time for it. And whenever I did this, I'm a tech guy, so, and I build this sort of thing for a living. So to me, it has to be absolutely the best you, you can run across because it, it can be a reflection on how the company operates. So this is my long rant to say big ventures need more time <laughs> to do this, but regular time to make sure the systems continue to uh, grow and get better can have uh, a pretty massive impact on the people that you do work with and for, for sure. 
why did you set aside a certain time for that as opposed to just working on it as soon as possible? Like, is there a reason for that? Uh, it's so I don't do it all the time. <laughs> I, I love doing this sort of thing, so I have to limit it. Like that That's what it comes down to is I'm always collecting these things. And if I don't say Friday afternoons when I'm going to do this, it would become Monday afternoon, Tuesday morning, Wednesday afternoon, you know, mid-afternoon on Thursday, plus Friday afternoon. That's when I would work on all of these things, and I would constantly be doing it, which does not help. So maybe you and I have the opposite problem, where some of these things I would never do, and some of these things you would always do. Right. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. having a dedicated time for them is a good idea in both <laughs> cases, because it'll either consume you or uh, completely get away from you. Yes. And uh, neither of those situations is good for business, and even some of the small stuff. And I mean, you know, again, in my case, a lot of the stuff that I'm talking to is fairly small um, the, the little, like, you know, I started this talking about little distractions that keep me from doing big work. A really good example of a weird thing that has been escaping my, my attention that I definitely could just use a dedicated time for is I helped my wife spin up a business and get a DBA. And they told her that there's a, some sort of legislation here, which I think is pretty common that to officially have that business open, you have to like run an ad in the paper you ever heard of that kind of thing? Yes, they don't enforce it. Yeah, well, sometimes they enforce it is the problem, <laughs> uh, especially if you live in a place where it's small enough that it, it actually can be enforced. But, it, you know, in, in this case, I was told that and I thought, OK, yeah, no problem. I can definitely do that. And I thought, oh, I, I have not yet done that. Uh, let's see how many days I have left to do it. And I think the answer is like four, um, you know, and it was a 30-day period, uh, which, of course, would have been solved if I put that on a list of things to do that need to get done that I, I don't want to do. Um, it, it, I, I think that I have a bit of a difficulty prioritizing that kind of stuff just because it feels like a, a, a waste of time in the same way that I really don't want to call my local newspaper and place a announcement I don't want to clean up my desktop. In the same way that I don't want to clean up my desktop, I don't want to do a lot of other little things because you know I feel like I have other work that needs to take up my time and it just isn't worthwhile. But I mean, that's not the case. So the example I have here is my passport. So my passport mm -hmm. was expired for the last uh, 18 months. So I, uh, I, I was on a client call yesterday and they asked me an interesting question. Would you ever come on site to help build the project we're talking about? And like, sure, yeah, I would do that. Where are you located? We're in Toronto. Oh, mm, yeah. <laughs> okay. So I'm, I'm quickly Googling, can I still fly to Canada without a passport? You sure cannot. Nope. So <laughs> yesterday afternoon, guess what I was doing? I was filling out all the paperwork and getting picture and everything in place to get my passport renewed. So that process is in place. And now I'm paying the extra fun expedited fee that goes along with trying to get a passport quickly. So I don't know that I'm going to be traveling to Canada in the extreme near future, but I need to at least have my ducks in a row so that that can happen. And I will say this is quite a reminder to me that I don't like doing these little things because they feel unnecessary. Yeah. Like, take the passport thing, for example. Like I had zero plans to fly anywhere and had zero intention of going out of country. And one 20-minute call on an afternoon means 
I am now scrambling to do this thing that I have had 18 months to do and didn't do. Yeah, I mean, that's that's a perfect example, which, by the way, I have my own passport horror story. So anyone who has an expired <laughs> passport, just take care of it because it's not it's not worth it. I actually was uh, going on a trip last year about this time, and my passport was expiring. And sometimes countries will have a difficult time letting you in the country if you're really pushing up against that expiration date, you know, in in case you end up staying over the expiration date and then they have to deal with the hassle of trying to export you with an invalid passport and blah, blah, blah. I've had some friends who've had really hard times getting into countries because their passport was not expired, but close enough to it that it was a problem. So I thought, oh, perfect. I'll just go ahead and renew my passport and send it in. And I did the whole process and thought, wow, I have plenty of time to do this. And about a month before my trip, I got uh, my passport back in the mail, and they said, you forgot to check this box on your passport form. Please do it all over again. (laughs) And so I had to immediately – and I wasn't even thinking. I freaked out because of that, and I immediately just, like, checked the box, found found an envelope, and, like, stuck it back in the mail. And then I realized I probably should have just, like – gone to the office now because right uh you know it's gonna take a while (laughs) thankfully everything worked out but that's a perfect example there are just certain things that don't feel like a big deal but they're gonna end up stopping you in your tracks and it just isn't worth it in that moment to come back to a very simple example i mean i'm just sitting here I should probably maximize the windows that I had opened before, staring at my cluttered desktop. And, you know, there, there's going to be a point where I hit the end of my desktop and there's no more space on this thing. And then I'm going to have to stop whatever I'm doing because it's so terrible and clean it all up. So I should have a script or Hazel or whatever that just automatically is cleaning up that desktop. And if I go ahead and do the work at the beginning, I don't have to do the work when I have no choice but to do the work. Uh, and I mean, I, I think I'm just, I think I'm just bad at that. Here's a really weird pivot in the conversation. Do you have a like launch center pro thing set up or a, a workflow set up that like texts your wife when you're coming home or something like that? So I use workflow for that and I have it as like one of the, uh, what do they call that? A home screen icon of sorts. Yeah. Yeah. And I have it launch. It calculates how far away I am from home in minutes and texts her saying, I'm on my way home. I'll be there in eight minutes. I'm pretty sure that you brought that up episodes and episodes and episodes ago. Who knows how long? And that has always stuck in my brain because to me, that shows me what kind of person you are and what kind of person I'm not because I would, I have never once thought to set that up. Before I continue, like, why do you have that? What, what made you set that up? I have the habit of sending this every time I'm on my way home. So if I'm out of the house, it doesn't matter how far or how long I'm away. Like, I always hit that little icon so that it sends it to her. So she knows I'm not even on the way until that text comes through. So she always knows when to expect me at the house. So she she has a little bit of that peace of mind as a result of that. So if I tell her I'm going to be home at four o'clock, but she hasn't received that text and she knows that I'm across town, that that would mean I'm at least 10 minutes away or longer because I haven't sent that text at all. So it's a way for her to know what to expect. And to me, that's a, a strong sense of respect for her and her time. So that's that's step one. Step two is I had to put something in place that made it crazy simple for me to let her know that I was on my way home and when I would be there because I wanted to let her know this thing 
but me sitting down and typing it out every single time was too much and it was enough uh, resistance to use that term that I, I just wouldn't do it so I had to put something in place I took the whatever it is the five or six minutes it took to set it up the one time to save me the minute and a half every single time to type it up and send it out or whatever it is so yes because i'm forgetful and because i wanted to be respectful of my wife i had to do this well and i mean it's not even just saving you a minute and a half it's saving you from the times where you forget to do that and also the times where you're getting in the car and you have your hands full or like you're trying to pull out of a spot and you know it's like there, there are moments where you probably would think, I need to text her that, and it would be a bad idea to pick up your phone and start trying to navigate through your text message right. conversations and find her and type it in and all of that stuff. And again, this is a great example of that where <laughs> I think I have it written down somewhere after we talked about that. I don't think it's in like our show notes, but it's in my own personal little note. Like, what kind of person like does that and not in like a bad way but literally like i am not that kind of person and i need to know more about the kind of people who have these little weird macros set up because i have never done that kind of thing and i've even been thinking lately i have a dream iphone homepage and my dream iphone homepage is really the actual whatever they call it the the siri widget page i wish that i could set that as my actual home screen because I don't really want to see a grid of icons. I want to see a grid of like things that I can do. And I have in that page, aspirational, because it's not full of anything yet, a Launch Center Pro and workflow with nothing really in there of note. But I want to create these little things that save me all that time and save me from the times when I forget and save me from the times when it would be a really bad idea to go through all the steps of trying to figure it out in that moment. And you know, that that's a great example of one that you've set up that actually really helps you. And again, it seems like the same thing. Sooner or later, you thought, oh, I have forgotten this or oh, this is really challenging to do. I'm going to set this up. And the amount of things that should be set up like that is pretty astronomical when you really start thinking through how much time you waste, how many things you forget, and how many things you do in the moment where it would have been much better served to have done it at a different time. And I am learning this. I'm learning this again and again, I think. Make it a bigger deal here. Take the invoicing example. So the way that the terms work with uh, how I do websites is I'll I'll quote somebody, and then I I ask for uh, a sizable deposit on that before we do anything. And I have just found that to be a great way to keep both them and me honest in the whole process. But the trick here is that historically, I would send over the dollar amount and they would come back to me, and then I would send the initial invoice for the deposit, and then we would get to work. Well, sometimes in that process between that estimate send and the invoice send, there's enough change that the project actually falls through. Well, I don't want that. (laughs) So taking the time to build in a system that auto-generates that invoice for me whenever they accept that estimate, that could mean the difference between a a go on a project and a dropped project. So that essentially ends up meaning that I'm losing business because of a lack of automation in this way. Yeah. And once I've put in place the uh, that automated invoice generation process, uh, the the percentage of projects in action has gone up once I did that. Absolutely. Although this was a simple thing, it took me a sum total of 20 minutes to set it up 
such that it would do that. Now, keep in mind, I'm a developer and I do this sort of thing all the time, so it's not a big deal for me to go write the script that does this. But, you know, taking that 20 minutes to do that, that's a pretty big deal for my business. And knowing that I've got time to do that sort of thing and continually refine and perfect it, like that can have you know, exponential benefits in the long run. So me personally, it's not a hard sell <laughs> to say, go take time to do this stuff. But I, I know that it's it's difficult to convince yourself to do this in a lot of times because, like, well, I don't have time to go to do that because I've got to be working on my client projects. Well, yes, I get that. But working on the system itself can lead to more of that sort of thing. Do you have any other examples of like workflows like that that you have set up because of the same kind of stuff? So I'm looking at some of these uh, icons I have on page two of my phone. And I have three rows of these workflow actions uh, set up. One of them that I use a lot, I have one of these called Photo Inbox. And the sum total of what this thing does is it takes the last photo that I've taken and drops it in my files inbox on my phone, which then means it syncs to the inbox on my computer, on my Mac. And I process that folder on a daily basis. Essentially what happens is I've now got a way to snap a picture, tap one button, and it's immediately in my processing system. That's pretty cool. Instead of having to go back through my list of photos and decide which ones I need to do something on, which can be a problem because I have kids and I take a lot of pictures of my kids. So if I took a picture of a model number that I want to look up later, but then my kids started doing you know, some crazy stuff that I want to take pictures and video of, I may end up with 20 or 30 pictures and then that picture of the model number gets buried. So I may miss it <laughs> later and then I've forgotten to do something about it. So this is a, a thing that's been really helpful for me. Uh, I have a number of them that are like the share extension setup. There's one here that's like make PDF. I have one of those. And it makes a PDF out of whatever web page I'm on, and then it drops it into my files inbox as well. Uh, that's one that I use quite a bit. If a client sends me a website that they want to use as a base for their website, it's very common for me to pull that up and then action that off as a PDF to my inbox, and now I've got that saved as a document. That way I don't have to worry about them changing the website. I've always got that saved in the, the format they showed me. I'm going to consider these things more. I have some work to do. On my Mac, I want to look through the things that annoy me, write that all down, fix it all up. On my phone, I want to look at the things that I'm wasting too much time doing, figure out workflows or launching or pro actions or whatever it might be and put those in there. And anything work-related where I have a bad process for it, I should probably think about trying to create a better one or an automated one. Because, I mean, you're right. Like, this is the kind of way... I said this initially because... Some of these nuisances, you know, they stop me from doing the work that I want to do. But even bigger than that, there's quite a few things that, you know, you end up just hurting yourself because you didn't have everything set up to begin with. And there is something definitely to be said in being really prepared and having your passport ready in reality and having the, the proverbial passport ready for whatever task you're being given or whatever job needs to be done. And you don't want to be hit by a limitation before you do that. And 
one of the greatest things about the technology that we have now is the ability to automate, the ability to make things work exactly the way that you want to. But I think because there's so much that it can do and there's so much that you can do just on your own quickly, like when you need to, at least in my own opinion, I forget about the ways that I can make it easier on myself because I am able to do the thing that I need to do in kind of a flurried flustery mode (laughs) when a problem comes up. But even though I can do it that way, I probably should not do it that way. And just even having a list of that kind of stuff would be a very helpful thing. Do you have, you know, as you're working with whatever project or whatever method, you know, whether it's video editing or, you know, some of the client stuff that you and I deal with, when you're going through that, are you able to see this is a, a process or a system that doesn't work really well? and I need to improve it? Like, do you see that right away? Or do you need to take the time to go reflect on it to then evaluate it to the point that you need to decide if you need to to, to work on it or not? No, I definitely see when something doesn't work very well. The problem is that I see that it doesn't work very well, and then I just push through because I'm trying to get that task done or something. And also, I think one of the things I've been dealing with as a freelancer is often you get stuck with systems that you can't change, but you have to just work through anyways. You know, if someone is using a system that you don't really like, sometimes it isn't in your benefit or favor to change it or force them to change it because it's their system. So I think even in that, you know, when I had a had a job where I ran a department, I could basically create whatever process that I wanted to create and no one would say otherwise. But when I've been freelancing, I've been forced into a few environments that aren't optimal for me. And I just have to say, well, I guess that's the thing that they use. Uh, It would be much more work to try to convince them out of it. And I I don't really want to anyways. That's not necessarily the, the best beneficial thing for me. So as I push through that, then I end up pushing through other things that I do have control over because it all just kind of feels similar. So I think that one of the things that I have to do is recognize my own processes and just take ownership of them and try my best to make them as good as possible, which I haven't really been doing because I haven't really ever prioritized them. So for me, I don't think it's a problem of I don't know what's bad and what's good. It's I don't know how to how to bump that up on the priority list and give it the time that it deserves because I just say, ah, it's fine. I'll work on that next time. I mean, texting someone when you need to is a great example of that. Sending invoices is a great example of that. I often don't have a process for it, so it just gets bumped on the back burner as I do other things that are of importance in that day. Then I just end up having a day where I have a bunch of things that were lower priority that I'll need to get done at once. But of course, the trick there is that there are still high priority things to do on that day too that now get pushed aside. And again, like even this, it's not necessarily even time management because I have plenty of time for it all. It's just priority management that is the problem because I just don't see these things as a, as big of a deal as they are. And to me, that's that's why I brought up the texting your wife thing. I mean, that's that's a pretty low priority thing, but because you've created a little process for it in, in an automated process at that, I mean, it's out of your way. It's not taking you any time at all. So where I say that's so low priority, I won't even worry about it. You have transcended that and figured out a way to make it extremely low priority while still at the same time prioritizing it and giving it none of your time, which is excellent. I think that's a really cool thing, and I want to find ways to do that on my iPhone, on my Mac, in my life. I think I asked the question simply because I don't notice (laughs) when I'm I'm doing things that things need to 
change or I need to put one of these things in place, like I don't notice it. Like the concept of saying I need to put together a one tap to to text my wife and let her know I'm headed home and how long it'll be before I get there. Like that concept, I dealt with trying to remember to send that text. I don't know how many months probably before I finally realized I needed to do this. And the only reason that I noticed it was because one aspect of that three-hour block that I do on Fridays is to try to reflect on some of the systems that I have and, and try to find pain points that have been bugging me that I need to do something about. And I, I, I'm not going to notice a lot of them. Like some of them, like the invoicing thing, that one's pretty obvious to me. But pieces like sending the latest photo to my inbox, like that only came about because I realized I was taking a lot of these pictures and was reflecting on how do I get things into my inboxes and like, oh, this is a problem. Like, I don't always yeah. catch this. So it, it wasn't until I took the time to reflect on it that I, I, I finally noticed that particular piece. So that's why I was asking, because I don't notice a lot of these things right away. And that's, I, I get this question a fair amount of, how did you even think to come up with this right. workflow or this system? I was like, well, I took the time out to reflect on it and, and try to, to work through it because I I just don't notice it right away. Like I'm, I'm not that observant apparently. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, I think that you have found the right way of creating a space for that observation in your life. And I definitely need to do the same. Another simple example is I've had a few photo-based projects recently and recognized that my Lightroom catalog was feeling real heavy. And I didn't know exactly why. And I realized that I had never taken the time to like go through all of my discards and delete them and that kind of stuff. And it has just been all of these little things around me that I'm saying, oh, I haven't been really like having a process for this. Oh, I haven't been doing this. Oh, I haven't been doing this. You know, stuff in real life. Oh, this thing is always dead. I should really have a process of making sure that it's charged. I think I just need a space for that in my life. And I, I basically need an OmniFocus review IRL, um, because it's not even necessarily that I need an app to do that for me. I just need a, a space and a time and all of that where I am reviewing the things that I'm doing. I'm making sure there's nothing stopping me. I'm making sure there's nothing that's, you know, constantly taking up too much of my time. I mean, I do think that's part of being an, like an, an efficient person, being a freelancer, being someone that loves the work that they do. Because at least for me, and maybe you're not the same way, but at least for me, all of this little stuff, none of it's going to stop me from working, but it's definitely going to make me love my work less. Because anything that makes that, that, that cluttery feeling come up in my life makes me less interested in opening a laptop again, or opening Lightroom, or picking up my camera. Like, I want all of these things out of the way so that I can just do the thing that I want to do and not have a little ping of, uh-oh, is this going to be a hassle? I don't want to think to myself, mm, I'd love to take a photo, but is my battery charged? Is the SD card in there? Did I forget to take it out of my iPad dongle thing? Did I do this? Did I do that? I just want to be able to pick up my camera and take a photo. When I open my laptop, I want to be able to start working in Final Cut and not have to say, no, I do not want to install this Mac app. No, I do not want to install this Mac OS update. No, I don't want to see the 50 text messages that I've got since I last opened this computer. No, I don't want to have to think about all the screenshots on my desktop. I just want to open Final Cut. And when I have to do something like send out a text message, I don't want to open up my phone and see all the notifications, try not to get distracted, open my phone, go to messages, send it out, like all of that stuff. You know, if you have the right process for it, 
if you've taken the time to figure out how to how to get that out of the way, you have such a better chance of not only getting the work done, but feeling good about the work that you do. And I think that's such an important thing that at least in my life, I've neglected. I just, I don't think of it as that big of a deal. But I mean, I, I, it is. Does that kind of stuff like have that mental drain to you or is it not as big of a deal? You're just more concerned with making sure that the stuff gets done and never letting anything slip through the cracks. I, I think I hate admin work. <laughs> mm, yeah. And I, I hate it so much that I, I build a lot of stuff to help prevent it as much as possible. And because those do drain on me, things like sending invoices, and I keep beating that drum for some weird reason, but you know that's not a thing I like doing. It's not a process that's enjoyable to me. So I've spent a fair amount of time trying to streamline it as much as possible so that I spend as little time on it as I can get away with. So admin tasks, I will spend a fair chunk of time automating it because building automation is something I enjoy doing. And if I can spend time automating things that I don't like doing, even better. So I, I think there are a number of tasks that are a drain on me. And I really struggle to do them because I don't like them. Those are prime tasks to try to use workflow to help you with or writing Apple scripts on for me on the Mac. Uh, you know, those types of things are, are helpful for me. But yes, they are a drain and it drives me nuts and I don't like it at all. I, uh, I, I don't either. <laughs> I don't either. <laughs> Make it go away.